Welcome back, everyone. Devin Peacock in for Mike Stubbs uh, once again. We are talking uh, to start today about the terror attack in uh, New Zealand last night, and I want to build off that and for the next little while focus on Islamophobia. It's on the rise in this country. We like to think sometimes I think we're different than other parts of the world, uh, but we are not. And when something horrific happens, I think there's a lot of people who want uh, to try and take something positive we can work towards and ideally create a better world for all. Uh, to talk about this, we are joined by Sidra Ahmad. She is a writer, community-based researcher, and activist whose work focuses on gender-based violence and Islamophobia. She's also the founder of Rivers of Hope. Uh, their mission is to provide tools of uh, support uh, for survivors of all forms of Islamophobic uh, violence. Uh, Sidra, I appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, Devin. Uh, Islamophobia is something I have never experienced. Maybe just to start, can you talk a little bit about how pervasive it is and how destructive it can be? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Islamophobia is uh, something that can range from horrific attacks like we just saw happened in New Zealand all the way down to everyday comments and um, aggressions that happen in public space. So it, it can look like any range of things from, you know, just being stared at when you walk into the, onto a bus or into a room if you're wearing a headscarf or a face covering, uh, being excluded from, um, you know, activities in classrooms or from friend groups, just being treated like you're other, you don't belong, you're not human. So it can be those subtle things, and then it can escalate up to being yelled at in the street, you know, go back to where you came from, uh, being um, targeted online with, you know, really hateful comments. And then, you know, what I've seen through research I've done is that a lot of, you know, Muslims, particularly Muslim women, uh, talk about not only being yelled at in the streets, but, you know, being spit at or people trying to hit them or hit them with their cars. So that's what Islamophobia can look like. You know, everything from from subtle um, ways that you're treated differently um, to to horrible acts of violence. And for me, you know, your, your listeners can um, hear my voice. And, you know, I was born in Canada and I uh, grew up speaking English, so I don't have an accent. So a lot of the time when I'm speaking to people on the phone, they don't know that I'm Muslim or visibly Muslim, right? So I've even noticed in my own daily life um, that sometimes people who meet me on the phone for the first time will kind of treat me a certain way. And then when I meet them in person and they see I have a head covering, a head covering, you kind of, I, I feel the difference, right? And it's so, um, I guess interesting isn't the right word, but it really strikes me how when people look Muslim or are perceived as Muslim, you can be treated differently or even targeted for violence. So that kind of captures what it's like in a nutshell, I hope. That's an interesting uh, point. The subtle parts are what, you know, kind of jump out to me. I mean, the, the horrific, uh, violent parts are something I think are easier for people to wrap their head around and say, okay, well, yeah. that, that's clearly wrong. But it's some of the subtle things that, you know, in our daily lives when people are looking at, well, how do we make this better, uh, make, yeah. make this a better world, that the subtle parts are things that, you know, you don't, because sometimes people, people are adverse to conflict. They don't want to, they're, they're, they get nervous about talking to friends if something, if they say something, they don't want to, mm -hmm. they want to start a fight. But some of those subtle things are little areas where here and there we can just, you know, speak up and say a little thing and just try to be better human beings. Yeah, I think that's really important in those everyday interactions, because what's happened now is that Islamophobia has become 
normalize. And the more normal and socially acceptable it is to, you know, make comments about Muslims, say that, you know, they're all terrorists, they don't belong here, you know, uh, spreading different conspiracy theories about Muslims, like the more common that becomes and the more socially acceptable that becomes, I truly believe that creates an environment where then it leads to violence becoming more acceptable. It's almost like a, a snowball effect or a slippery slope. So for me, I think it's really important what you suggest, that people kind of speak up when even when smaller things are happening or they hear jokes or comments that aren't okay, because at least that sends the message out there that, you know what, this isn't normal. It's not okay. You know, because I think that's what's scaring a lot of Muslims in the country. It's like, is this the new normal? <clears throat> Excuse me. Because we hear... Um, or we see often, you know, even different Canadian politicians like being photographed with people who are part of white supremacist groups who have spoken out in really scary ways about Muslims. And then you see mainstream politicians kind of having photo ops with them and kind of blurring the lines between, okay, is this fringe or is it mainstream now? And people are really scared, like that it's becoming just acceptable, you know, to target Muslims is acceptable to say hateful things about Muslims is acceptable. And then you can see if people have, you know, violent inclinations, they will take that next step to say, well, you know what, if I attack this group, it's a good thing. You know, if I if I hurt Muslims, I'm helping the country. Like, people really are starting to believe these things, and it's, it's terrifying. Um, but the other thing I would suggest that people do, not just about speaking up if you hear jokes or... Um, or comments that are harmful or hateful, either online or in person, but really to, I know it sounds cliche, but honestly, educate yourself, because there's so much misinformation out there. Um, you know, we know, like, research has shown if there's a terror attack that's um, carried out by someone who's from a Muslim background, it receives five times the coverage as other uh, attacks. So there's all this stuff in the media that's leading people to think certain things, and what I would really encourage people to do is to reach out and get to know your Muslim neighbors. You know, a lot of people who have these ideas, they don't have Muslim friends or have interacted with Muslims in, in kind of a deep way. And I really believe that's a very big antidote to what's happening right now is to host, you know, community discussions, get to know people, build those bridges, because right now we're all being separated and, you know, um, all these really scary messages are being um, shared about a group. And if you don't even know any, anyone from that group, you might be inclined to believe it. But I guarantee that if you build relationships and get to know your Muslim neighbors, that's going to really help. It, it'll really help you then speak up if you hear people saying things, because it won't just be an abstract issue like, oh, that's wrong. You know, it's like, no, they're saying this about my friend Sidra, like who you're hearing right now, or Muhammad, who I who I met, you know, in my community, things like that. So I really hope that can be something that we all work hard to do. Um, you know, instead of just sitting at home in our, you know, at our individual computers, right? Like connecting mm -hmm. with each other. Yeah. It, it's a good point just because, uh, you know, you mentioned something in, you, you wrote for T TVO a couple months ago mm -hmm. on the two-year anniversary of uh, the, the attack at the Quebec uh, City Mosque. And one of the items you mentioned near the end was, you know, go to rallies and vigils as something people can do, which I think is important, but you don't have to wait for that to get to know, you know, Muslim yeah. members of your community. 
Yes, 100%. And, you know, it, it might be awkward at first, or there might even be kind of feelings of distrust or, you know, like, okay, what's this about? But really, I would encourage to you to do that. And, you know, and people have been doing that. You know, I know um, a lot of people from the Jewish uh, community um, have done this beautiful activity called, like, forming a ring of peace. Um, so, like, volunteer to go to mosques after things like this happen and, like, physically stand in a circle around the mosque to say, you know what, we're here with you, we stand with you. And I know um, uh, many Muslims who participated in kind of the um, offering the same thing um, with synagogues after there was a horrible shooting at a synagogue um, in the United States. So, I mean, but it doesn't have to be um, an activist activity like that. Really building meaningful relationships with your neighbors and community members, uh, showing up to events that they might be organizing, uh, whether it be on, like, Muslim um, celebrations like Eid, you could show up then. Just finding creative ways to make those connections and just to get back to seeing each other as humans, you know. Um, I think that that would be really huge. And, yeah, and I mentioned in that article on TVO that – you know, I had I was sharing a meal with one of my closest friends who happens to be Jewish, and and there she shared about an experience she went through um, with um, anti-Semitism on the bus. And you know, just being able to be there for people in a one-on-one conversation way is really important because I definitely know a lot of the Muslims I know today are hurting, right? And there's this question of does anyone care? Is anyone there? It's very isolating. So if you have any Muslim friends or acquaintances, just to reach out and say, hey, like. You know what? Do you want to share a meal together? Do you want to, you know, go out for a walk today? See, little things like that go a long way, you know. And I would encourage everyone listening to try and do that today. You know, um, do something kind. Um, yeah, most definitely, uh, Sidra. I certainly appreciate you uh, joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. You as well. All right. That Thank is uh, Sidra Ahmad, a writer, community-based researcher, and activist whose work, as I said, focuses on gender-based violence and Islamophobia. She's also a founder of Rivers of Hope. If you Google them on uh, on Google, uh, you can get up some information on some of the great work they're doing there. We need to stop for news. We come back more of London Live. This is Devin Peacock in for Mike Stubbs on 980 CFPL.